No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome in to the Wednesday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. No Jordan Simone. I promised all week that he would return to the show at some point. And I wonder if people are starting to not believe me, Sean, that Jordan Simone will return at some point. He will be back. I guarantee it. The Chris Schubert 1,000% guarantee Friday show, Jordan Simone is here. But in the meantime, you have Chris Schubert, Sean Kreisman with you for this podcast. And we are recording this Wednesday afternoon, evening. I'm just going to come out and say this right off the jump here. It's been a very weird day. It has been a very disappointing day for a lot of reasons. I'm not going to use the word. We hope this show is a distraction because there's no need uh, for it to be a distraction. There are things that are very serious going on right now that you should be paying attention to. But we're going to try to have some fun on this show. So if you do need to step away from that stuff, we hope you listen to the show and enjoy it. Sean, it's been a weird day. Can you just give me the in the lead music and we can get this show on the road and have some fun here on a Wednesday? This is the one they're talking about. All right, with that in mind. By the way, Sean, I'm back in the back in the Arizona location. Yeah, you finally are. How, how does it feel to be back in your in your own home, not sleeping good. on your sister's couch or trying to sleep in your old your old room from when you were a child back at your parents in New York? How does it feel? You feel like an adult again? Look, you got glasses on and everything. You feel like like I you're all like like a, you're a big boy now. Look at you, I, oh, all grown up, Schubert. Way to go. I, I do feel like an adult again. I, I, I do, you know, I'm back in the old, you know, setup here with the bad background. But we have a fix for that coming. I think on Friday's show you'll be well, excited. Well, what, what is a better background? Uh, your old childhood bed with your Mickey Mouse on it or your uh, your, your your wall with one panel of soundproofing that's doing nothing? Which Just put it up as <laughs> which one? <laughs> um, okay, so in the lead here on this program, we got a lot of Cardinals and Suns topics. We're going to get into it. It's Wednesday, so we are going to play uh, The Line is Right. John Crespin is the playoff spreads for this weekend. Just so we up the stacking end of the up lunches for Schubert as I lose every week, but that's okay. Oh, John. In the meantime, let's talk about what is in the lead. And this top story in today's show hasn't changed since we, we prepped this morning. Unbelievably, Trevor Lawrence has declared for the 2021 NFL Draft. If I had a sound effect of sh- of shock and awe, that's what I would play here. Trevor Lawrence, Sean, officially entering the 2021 NFL. Yeah, the Jags are stoked because you know they weren't sure if they were going to get this guy or not. Like this, amazingly, was the top story, the headline on you know the four letter network ESPN Yahoo all, all day long right as if this wasn't going to happen. I we get this every year I love it like the top prospect he, he says he's going to make his announcement. No no kidding he's going to make his announcement this week. He's going to be the first overall quarterback make a our first overall pick make a boatload of money. Uh the fact that we even have to write this down and 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 talk about it is is uh is ridiculous. But it is official. He will be a Jaguar. And barring anything insane between now and April, he'll be a Jag next year. Um, and uh, they, they'll have their franchise guy. I mean, they can find their franchise co- franchise coach now. That's step that's step one B, right? Uh, we know who our quarterback's going to be now. Let's find the coach for Jacksonville. But um, at least they have got one of those. Too. Yeah, well, that too. So that may be one C. Who knows? They got. A have lot you of seen the betting odds? Have you seen the betting odds for who's going to be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? And have you seen who the favorite is? I have not. Is, is it Urban Meyer though? Now. Is it Urban Meyer? It's still Urban Meyer. Urban oh, Meyer is gosh. still the favorite. See, that's why that bad job. teams. I have a take on this now. Okay, thank you for giving okay. me something to talk about yep. when it comes to this. Because it, it, this is why bad teams stay bad. Right? Absolutely. 
This is that kind of mentality, that kind of thinking. Like, hey, we have we have the first overall pick. We have 11 picks in total. We have $100 million in cap space. But we still need to make a splash with our head coach. So let's take all this stuff we have that's positive and give it to some dude who's never done it before in the NFL. No disrespect to Urban Meyer. The man's very accomplished when it comes to, to college football. But let's take all this good stuff and hand it to a dude who's never done it before. That's why bad teams in the NFL stay bad. That's why the team like the Browns are celebrating like they won the Super Bowl when they just made the wild card round of the NFL playoffs with an expanded field, mind you. This is why bad teams stay bad for so long because of decisions like this. I'm sorry. They haven't made the decision yet. I might be out cart in front of the horse, but the fact that he's the leading candidate to me is just another example of why bad teams, Jags, stay the Jags and stay bad. It's just an awful decision to hand all of every everything I just mentioned, all the things going for your franchise. Here, Urban Meyer, you've never done it before, but you might sell a few extra tickets. Here you go. Ridiculous. Sorry. Jar Lawrence entering the NFL draft, though. That's who the Jags are going to be taking with the number one pick. That, that'll sell enough tickets and jerseys, I think. I think you need no, to no, still have to make a splash at the head coaching spot. We don't know if a man can coach, but we'll still have to make a splash at the head coaching position as well because, you know, we're Jacksonville. All right, I got one more story here for you in the lead. It's kind of a combo story as um, the NFL got through their entire regular season despite criticism from me along the way. They got all 256 games in, Sean. Not a single game missed. They had to move some games around. We played on basically every day of the week, but we did not, Sean. We did not lose a football game. Now we enter the postseason. It's not a lot of wiggle room. And I got to tell you, when I see the stories of like Kevin Stefanski not being able to coach for the Browns. Now, today the Browns got all negative tests. Everything's good. Everything looks to be going that direction. Now, the Titans had a trainer test positive, so we have to worry about that. But, Sean, this is my concern. We sit here on a Wednesday. The NFL doesn't have a lot of wiggle room, so when you see these stories of, hey, this person tests positive for this playoff team or this person tests positive for this playoff team, I'm a little bit more nervous than I was in the regular season because we could move these games in the regular season. Not sure you can move these games in the playoffs. Yeah, there really is no wiggle room now. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know, very little wiggle room. There is no wiggle room, right? And how it works in the NFL, and the reason why this is good news for the Browns and, and probably phenomenal news for the the NFL is you, when you when you have initial positive tests, you remove those people from the equation, and the game is still on as planned. The only time the game gets postponed or moved or even thought about being an issue is if there's further positive tests. So the fact that they were able to remove Coach Stefanski, the other coaches involved, I mean, they're losing their all, their Pro Bowl guard, by the way, too, which might is a huge hit. Uh, but they removed everybody from the equation who had the positive tests. They did the contact tracing. They've done further tests, and there are no more positives. That is good news because that's where the NFL would have to start thinking about rescheduling and moving this thing. So huge news for the NFL. Good news for the Browns, too, that it, may, it might just be limited to who has already been removed from Sunday night's game against the Steelers. By the way, it is the primetime Sunday night game against Pittsburgh. Um, But yeah, good news for the NFL. But again, it is only Wednesday. We're recording this right now on Wednesday. So we'll see where it goes from here. But today was good news. No more positive tests with the Browns. means the NFL, as of right now, needs to make no more other adjustments. Just remove the positive tests and move forward. So there you have it. That is what it's in the lead. Very NFL dominated uh, in the lead as the playoffs are here. Super wild card weekend, Sean. Just a couple days away six games and the national championship on monday so it's a pretty good week uh, that's not a, a bad good, not, uh, a, not a bad three-day set of football that's for sure and i gotta tell you i will be tuning in to see what this nickelodeon really? deal is all about what is this you know what i talk, i had a buddy ask me about this mm-hmm. and i was like you know what i think i'm gonna check it out like i feel like i have no choice like i Who feel like slimed? i need to be- what are they gonna do I- yeah, I don't. I have no idea how they're going to pull this off. But you know what? Color me intrigued. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. interested. I'll, I'll take a peek. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, the Arizona Cardinals 
have a, have a lot of problems to solve this offseason. But do they have the solutions? We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, we always got to tell you about our partners with Earnhardt Auto Center, proud partners of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. We tell you about the, the 19 different locations, the 17 different brands. If you've got something on your mind, you got a car, you got you have a, your, your eye on something brand new, Earnhardt, they got you covered. 21 different dealerships around the valley. It doesn't matter if you live north, south, east, or west. They got you somewhere in the valley and they can take care of you. And even without having to leave your home, Earnhardt can take care of you. Noble.com, over 10,000 vehicles to choose from at Noble.com. And of course, with the Noble Express option, you can test drive one of those vehicles. They're going to bring it right to the front door. They're going to bring it right to you. You can test drive it for the day. You can fill out your financial application online. Noble.com. 10,000 different vehicles to, to look at, to choose from, to test drive with Noble Express, to be brought to your front door when the buy, when the purchase is over. Noble.com and the Noble Express option. It's the Earnhardt difference and commitment to world-class service and low prices that can't be beat right there from the comfort of your own home. You know it. Earnhardt names the one you can trust. 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't Noble. The playoffs, Sean, starting for all the other teams in the National Football League that made the playoffs on Saturday. Cardinals not one of those teams. So they and the fans and us in the media, we have to turn a new chapter of the book. And that chapter is offseason, draft, free agency. What is this team going to look like in 2021? And Sean, you and I, because this is what we do. We go down these rabbit holes for like hours on end. And then we're like, oh, that's a good topic. Let's do it on the show. That's basically, for those of you who want to behind the curtains look at what the what the show prep is like, Sean and I kind of just, there's an idea that gets thrown out there. We go down a rabbit hole for like two hours and we're like, oh, there's something here. Okay, we'll do it on the show. That's basically how it works. And today the rabbit hole was the salary cap situation for the Arizona Cardinals. So we were on overthecap.com. We were looking at different free agents. And Sean, ultimately, this Cardinal team, has a salary cap issue. They have $24.9 million in cap space for the 2021 season. The salary cap right now projected by overthecap.com to be $176 million. Now, that number could change. We don't know. It's going to come down from the 198 that it is this year. We just don't know how much yet, right? If it comes down to 176, that's an 11% cut. So it creates some tight situations for different teams. The Cardinals are one of them. But... They've only got 33 guys on their roster for next year. You got to get to the to the minimum. You got to get to 51. And everybody who, who you're going to fill that roster with has to have a minimum salary. So then when you build that roster to 51, you get what is the effective cap space for the Arizona Cardinals. And that's going to slot in at around $13 million. Oh, by the way, Patrick Peterson's a free agent. Kenyon Drake's a free agent. Asan Reddick is a free agent. This team, Larry Fitzgerald is a free agent. This team has holes at corner, running back, wide receiver on the defense, and they don't have a lot of money to solve that problem, Sean. So I'll start here. Of the positions that I named, of the players that I've named, where do they need to start this offseason? What position do they need to address first? Well, I think the first discussion that's had is Patrick Peterson. Are you a Cardinal beyond this year, or are you not a Cardinal beyond this year? And on his podcast, he, he said the ball's in the Cardinals' court. Problem is, the court's not very big, and uh, your size on that court is $13.1 million last year, so the court's not very big, and you take up a lot of it if the Cardinals do choose to bring Patrick Peterson back, you know, talking about the salary cap there. Uh, but the reason I bring him up is if you look at the rest of the corner back room you know the defensive backs but primarily the cornerback room for the Arizona Cardinals right now currently on contract you've got Byron Murphy Robert Alford and I pause because that's the end of the list 
Okay. Yeah, the the free agents right now are obviously Patrick Peterson, who I mentioned. Drake Kirkpatrick's a free agent. Jonathan Joseph is a free agent as well. So your issues right your cornerback room in that secondary is very, very thin. You've got some depth there, I think, up front um, with some of the moves you made last offseason as well. But your corner, your secondary, extremely thin. So I think I think first thing you do is figure out is there a way to keep Patrick Peterson on this roster. I guess really you ask, do we want Patrick Peterson on this roster beyond this year? Then you ask yourself, is there a way to make that work financially? Uh, because that to me is the position of need. And you have a player in your house right now, a free agent who's going to hit the market that uh, can help solidify that position if you want to go down that road long-term with him in Patrick Peterson. I think that's number one. That's job number one. Job number two for me is finding a way, and I don't think you're going to be able to do it, to be perfectly honest, because of the cap situation you're in. I know you can get flexible with the cap, restructure some things, maybe free up some cash, but Hassan Reddick finally utilized at his natural position this year who, by the way, you declined his fifth-year option back in May. Good call. Uh, goes out. But in, has, okay, hold on, hold on. In fairness to them, the body of work up until that point didn't warrant I get cashing it. in your option. So I I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But yes, it's not a fun situation they find themselves in. Twelve and a half sacks, forty-three solo tackles, six forced fumbles, and if you look at comparable, you pulled this number up this morning, Chris. Comparable value for him uh, with players at the position, players with similar production, would be a four-year contract for thirty-six million. That's the comparable contracts that are out there for Hassan Reddick. I don't think you're going to be able to do it. And unfortunately, he was a big part, especially once Chandler Jones went out, of the pass mm-hmm. rush you were able to get and what you and the, and the havoc you were able to create up front defensively. So those are the two things that stand out to me, and they're in-house. So let's say you are able to work out both of those. You still haven't improved the roster from a year ago. So where do you go from there? And I'm already saying it's going to be difficult. You're going to be hard-pressed just to figure out those two situations a Patrick Peterson to make sure the cornerback room doesn't completely fall apart Hassan Reddick who finally started balling out for you as you used him correctly uh, I find it very difficult and like un- and very unlikely you're able to maintain both of them and even if you are able to maintain one of them you're already cap strapped cap strapped so what do you do the only way you're going to improve this roster Schubert oh, is- I got the solution for you through the NFL draft. There you go, baby. Five picks. Steve Kime wheeling and dealing. Let's and go. That's where we go with this question and this, with this segment and with this discussion, right? What is your comfort level right now in in Steve Kime being able to hit on at least one of those five picks with an impact player? Not just somebody that's going to add to the depth of a position, but an impact player because I'm looking at a handful of impact players in front of me that are free agents that are probably out the door. Patrick, as we talked about, Larry, we haven't even gotten there yet. Kenyon Drake, who you overpaid for because you slapped the transition tag on him last year, which is a variable of the franchise tag. Uh, you know, I'm, I, all these different players that are currently free agents, unrestricted free agents who are on your roster this year, you have to find a way to not only, if you lose those players, replace their production, but try to improve on this roster from where it was a year ago. I... What's your comfort level in Steve Kine being able to do that through the draft with only five picks, first one being the 16th overall? I just, I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see how you significantly improve this roster. Your splash came with the extension for DeAndre Hopkins, which you knew was coming once you traded for it. The extension of Buda Baker, which is very justified. I've got no problem with that contract at all. Those were your splash moves for this coming offseason. They were. 
the money mm-hmm. that you put into that is was is what you would ordinarily use for a free agent in the on the market this year, but you used it for those two extensions. So those were your splash moves, but they were on your roster this year. So how do you improve the roster from a year ago? I think it's a fascinating question for the Arizona Cardinals, who have a lot of work to do uh, to try to free up some cash to maybe make one or two moves there. But ultimately, it's going to come down to the draft, Schubert. And, and I don't know what my comfort level is that the Arizona Cardinals are going to hit on impact players in a five-pick draft for the Cardinals this year. A one, a two, a three, a five, and a seven. That is the draft capital for Steve Kime and the Arizona Cardinals. And you're basically asking Steve Kime, I don't need you to just find roster depth in the draft. I need you to draft impact players. I need you to draft difference makers. And Sean, outside of Kyler Murray and Buda Baker, find me the difference maker. Find well, him for me. There was a, there was a the the Hassan the 2017 draft turned out to be pretty solid, right? Like the, you used your first round pick, 13th overall, in Hassan Reddick. Buda Baker was, was now probably round. not going to be on the team next year. But Buda Baker was your second round pick. But again, we're we're asking what is the what what is your comp, comfort level in him drafting talent, right? Okay, so, sure. but to be fair, that's what we're asking right now. Uh, and if you go back to the 2017 draft, Hassan Reddick was a hit. We didn't know it until now. He was used primarily out of position. You know, talking- is he a hit though? He had, he's had one good year. Is it fair to describe that as a hit? Because the first so. four, okay. Uh, but again, I, I the only reason I think I say I think so is I usually I try to ask. Like I feel like I got a decent football mind, but I'm still a novice when it comes to you know professional people within the industry, and that's who I try to turn to. And you know, within the podcast network, we do a show with Bertrand Barry and Mike Gross, and I've I've had multiple conversations with B Train, who worked with Hassan Reddick this, this past off season, just about you know, how he was being utilized in, in past seasons, the first three years of his career. You know, and on this program, we talked about the uh, the fact that he's in year three and he's had three different defensive coordinators, you know, so or year four, and he's had three different defensive coordinators now. Vance Joseph, this is the first time he's had back-to-back defensive coordinators in his career. Uh, so, you know, you, you got to take all that into account. So, yeah, when I'm at, when you know when it comes to Hassan Reddick, I'm going to take Bertrand Barry's professional opinion. Obviously, I'm going to mm-hmm. you know put some context to the situation and say, yeah, obviously the talent is there. I w- I'll call that a hit for Steve Kime in 2017, and obviously Buda Baker as a second round pick, he's a stud. That guy's the real deal, man. He's a stud. That's a hit too. So there are some on his resume, Steve Kimes, draft picks that were difference makers. Problem is, 2017 was four drafts ago. So mm-hmm. that's the problem. This year, Isaiah Simmons, fingers crossed, the talent level's there. Let's see if it comes to but fruition. But not a difference maker yet. Let's see if it comes to fruition, right? Josh Jones, uh, a guy that'll be on the field. He'll be in the league for a while. Is he a difference maker? No. Lecky Foto, I think the same thing of him, right? Like he's a guy that's going to be in the league for years, but he's not. Is he a difference maker? I don't know. Who knows? Kyler Murray was was 2019's number one pick, obviously. Byron Murphy is a player that you're going to have to put a lot of hope in this year, by yeah, the way. He's going to need to be a difference maker. He was a second-round pick last year in 2019. Uh, Andy Isabella, that pick to me is a disaster because that's what you turned. the You traded up to get Josh Rosen, right? You traded up for Josh Rosen and flipped it for Andy Isabella. That's a nightmare. It's a disaster for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can't. it's hard to find a difference maker in the last three drafts. It's 2017 was solid. 2016 with Robert Kimdichie was a first. No, that's awful. That whole draft is awful, actually. So, I mean, your comfort level with 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 Steve Kime, I think, is pretty low in terms of utilizing the draft to turn a roster around. As it is, really, 
with most teams in the NFL, if we're going to be honest. Yes, it's, but the Cardinals have put themselves in a position where they now have to hit. I know, drive. I understand and that. You never want to put yourself. No, I understand that for sure. But you know, it's it's it it's it's a numbers game in the NFL. Nobody bats a hundred. Nobody bats seven. Do you and I? I think during the off season before this year started, uh, back in May, when teams were either picking up the fifth year option or not picking up the fifth year option, we did the math on the amount of since that became a thing, the amount of fifth year options that were picked up, and it was in the thirty percentile. It was somewhere in there's like thirty something percent. Of players drafted in the first round whose fifth-year options were picked up, which means 70% teams feel like, "Mm, we could have done a little better here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get on Steve Kimes' case too much, but he does have to find a way to get more impact players uh, in the mix with these drafts. And unfortunately, what you just said is 100% correct. The moves they've made in the last few years have put them in a position cap strapped and then with the salary cap coming down as expected this year as well it's putting you in a position where if you want to improve on the talent level that you brought to the table last year you're going to have to do it through the draft this year so the the pressure is on for you in the nfl draft this year if you're the cardinals or you're going to have to get extremely creative yes and and structure con and i'm sure they will they will free up cash somewhere but it's not going to be in the amount of Let's go on a spending spree. Oh, we can no. let Patrick go and feel good about our corner rap, corner room because we can sign this guy for nine mil. No, that ain't, that's not going to be a thing. You're going to be able to free up some cash and you'll make some moves and they will. But it's not going to be a difference maker. It's not going to be enough cash to turn this roster around and put it in a position where you feel it's more talented in 2021 than it was in 2020. If that's going to happen, you're going to have to hit a, hit a home run somewhere in this draft somewhere in this draft and even then you're still gonna have holes that are open they're not in a great position to bring a football team to the table in my opinion they're not in a great position to bring a team to the to the table next year that is more talented than they were in 2020 because of the cap issue and because of the the fact that yeah you're counting on on the nfl draft which is never a, a great thing to do for a quick turnaround yeah, and so this is the beginning, right? This is the beginning of what is going to be a bumpy offseason for this team to try to figure this out, to try to build off of an 8-8 eight and eight year. And we talked about it just in terms of on-field production, how they weren't that much improved from the five-win team a year ago, even though they had three more wins. I think this is kind of an extension of that conversation of they're not going to get better. The roster isn't going to get exponentially better between this year and next year. And you look around that division, the 49ers are going to get healthy and they have the ability to make moves. The Seahawks aren't going anywhere. The Rams are both there. I mean, both those teams are in the playoffs. So this is going to be a really big offseason, a turning point, I think, for, for Steve Kime as a general manager, for Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach. I mean, Kyler, I think, is there for the long haul. But for those two individuals in particular, this is a very important offseason. Coming up next, Sean, the Phoenix Suns. I need to check the standings again, but I'm pretty sure they're just, what, a game back of the Los Angeles Lakers? Half a game back of the Los Angeles Lakers. You look at that Western Conference playoff bracket right now. The number two seed puts some respect on the name, Phoenix Suns. Is the narrative narrative already changing about the Phoenix Suns? We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Cressman and Simone. First, Sean. We have to tell everybody about the lovely partners of this program over at Manscaped who want to wish you a happy new year. Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision engineering tools for your family jewels, my favorite line of the the ad read that we do. And they're here to help you have clean balls in the new year, ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. The Perfect Package 3.0, it's it's here, Manscaped here, to give you a New Year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. The Lawnmower 3.0 that we, we always talk about on this show, it's still it's packed up, Sean. It's still in the suitcase. I got to get it out here for Friday's show. What are you the doing? waterproof 
skin safe trimmer, uh, the, the LED light, the shower, you can use it in the shower. This third generation trimmer, uh, that light, uh, it can shine a light to the promised land 2021 looks to be. You got the crop preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You have the crop reviver, the ball toner. You have everything. So start the new year right with Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code NOBLE and you will get 20% off your order and free shipping. That's promo code NOBLE at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. John Creston, we joke there, but the Phoenix Sun, Steve, conference. And I don't know if you saw this. I'm going to bring the stats to the table here. 538 was individual game projections. One of my favorite sites, 538. Talk about sports data, all things that I love melding together. They do game by game projections. Uh, you know, this team has a, we think they win 62% of the time. They run with their models. The Suns, over their next seven games, they project the Suns to go six and one in their stretch of the schedule. So I ask you, Sean Crespin, are we starting to already see in this short beginning of the season the narrative around the Phoenix Suns beginning to change? You have a smirk on your face because I've set you up with a great question here. Go ahead. Uh, I have a smirk on my face because you, you and I have had this conversation off, off, uh, off air an awful lot. And listen, I, I've got a couple of rule of thumbs and you make fun of me for it. You always bring it up, right? Like the Sean Crespin three-year rule of thumb. I'll always give, usually, usually, unless you're completely over your head, I, I usually, I'll give a head coach three years. I'll give a coordinator three yeah. years. I'll give a quarterback three, unless you're completely in over your head. I'll give three years to figure it out. Yeah. At that point, bro, done, there's the, right? There's the Steve Wilkes exception to the Sean Crespin rule. but Yeah, we, there's a know, handful we, of guys out there, you know, that we've, we've seen over the years. But, you know, but when it comes to the, the, the NBA, I usually have my Christmas rule. Like, you know, people get stoked about the early the early Look, season schedule. What is the date on the calendar say, Sean? I usually what will tell you. On the calendar I usually tell you, call me after Christmas, and we'll see what the okay. rest of the league ring, looks ring. like. We'll see how you're – but that usually equals 15, 20 games, right? That's usually where we're at. So I need to see a little bit more. Is the narrative changing? Yes. And I can tell you why. Because there's been a few games within this first seven games of the Phoenix Suns schedule. Again, it's only been seven games. Don't forget this team started out, uh, what, winning seven of their first 11 last year, too. So let's relax a little bit. But the difference is, like, we're seeing games like that Pelicans game a couple, couple games back, where Devin Booker had eight points. He didn't light up the box score at all. He wasn't dominant whatsoever. The Phoenix Suns pulled away in that in that basketball game. They they won it comfortably. That's a difference. That's a different that's a different change. That feels different. You have a deeper bench this year. Guys like Mikel Bridges really I mean, you want to talk about a guy taking the next step for this basketball team right now. The way he's shooting right now is ridiculous. Defensively playing really well as well. So you know, Crowder has shown that he's going to be a nice addition. Obviously Chris Paul on and off the floor is a solid addition for the Phoenix Suns. So does it feel different? Yeah, but am I still ready just to take my rule of thumb for the NBA and throw it out the window of call me after Christmas? In this case, it is after Christmas, but at least give me 15 to 20 games. Um, no, I'm not. Like I feel good. This team is putting themselves in a really good position right now. They're playing better basketball right now. Let's see some teams when you know you see them for a second time and they got tape on you. They got film on you. Maybe I'm just jaded over the course of an awful decade of NBA basketball being played here locally. But yeah, I'm 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 apprehensive just to jump on board and be like man you seeing how they're playing defensively right now this is a new team no i need to see a little bit more as of right this now is probably, this is probably the worst thing to do in podcasting and radio but i'm going to mm-hmm. workshop a take with you here live Let's on the air i love it i was i was thinking about this when we when, we, when i was prepping this segment and I, I i kind of feel and this isn't us and i don't think it's the media mostly at large i, I think this is very fan driven but like i think i get the feeling 
that this is very Cardinals-esque, right? With the way the Cardinals started the year and then the expectations kind of started to change. And then we were kind of left at the end going, oh, that's disappointing. That didn't go the way we wanted it to. And I wonder if the way this team is starting and potentially the way they might be able to go, if you believe the 538 projections that they're going to go six and one over this next stretch, do you start to feel, Sean, that maybe we're starting to set up a scenario that where the expectations start to grow a little bit, they get a little bit too high uh, expectations among the fan base, and then you're left feeling a little disappointed at the well, end? Or am I jumping the gun on this? I could just, be jumping the gun on if, this. I think no, because I think most Phoenix Suns fans like are, are in my same shoes where they're like, man, this is great. You're five and two. But uh, it's coming. Like you know, <laughs> Phoenix Suns fans. Yeah, I think most Suns fans are are in that boat. Like, man, it's a, it's a long season, seventy two games. Like it's coming. Uh, but but so no. That I also think I have more confidence in this team to not have that letdown. And I think most Suns fans do. And I think the national media does too. Um, now that you have veterans who've been there, done that, and will really keep can help help keep a team on track like the Chris Pauls of the world like that's such a difference maker I know when he you know his first week here his first uh media session his first true media session he came and and you know he he was asked about you know his role off the floor and he didn't want to you know say he was coming here just to be a mentor but that is a big part about what he's doing like I Mm -hmm. love the I love seeing him grab DeAndre Ayton on the floor and be like, listen, dude, like you needed to be here. You know, like the coaching on the floor, off the floor. Um, he that's a big difference. That is going to be a difference. I think that's why you see people have less worry about the letdown we're so accustomed to here over the course of the last decade with this basketball team, because of the Chris Paul factor, just the veteran factor. You know, Booker's now you you really look at him as a veteran presence, even though he's still fairly young, but he's been in the league long enough. You look at him as a veteran, guy who's sick and tired of losing. You know, Crowder, who was in the NBA Finals last year, Chris Paul, guys that have been there and done that. You know, mm-hmm. Mikel Bridges is, is is an adult, right? Like, he played a lot of college basketball. He's an adult in the room, too. Like, you feel like this team has grown up. Monty Williams, you know you're going to get a lot of respect there, too, and a guy that you can count on to keep this thing hopefully afloat. So, you know, maybe that's why I don't think you're going to see that crash this year, I don't think it's the same as you know the you know getting too high early and then having the letdown like you're saying. You're trying to compare it to the Cardinal season. I don't see that happening. I think the uh, the the expectations are still though they're five and two right now, still really somewhat in check here locally. Like I haven't heard anybody in the local media getting crazy out of hand. Have you? You know, like, I think they're uh, yeah, still I, realistic. I can kind of feel it coming, right? There's I can not, kind of, like, well, if, if they go six and one in this stretch, I can kind of feel it. Well, if you go six and one this in this stretch, though, Schubert, you, at that playing. point you're eleven and three. Sean, this is you though. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Sean Cressman argument, but look who they've played. They yeah. they're gonna play Toronto tonight, who is not the same Struggling. Toronto. Team. Yeah. Detroit, not a good basketball team. Mm-hmm. Indiana, okay, Indiana is a, a, a good team. That's probably, the team they that's by probably the, one of the ones. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one they have them losing. Mm-hmm. And then it's at Washington, home against Atlanta and Golden State, and then against Indiana again. Why are we overlooking the Warriors like we are? Why? Let me check the standings real quick, Sean. Let me well, just, let me no, just... I understand that. But, you know, did you did you see what Steph did the other night? Did you see it? You know, don't disrespect champions, man, because they're still in there somewhere. Don't overlook the Warriors yet. Um, I'm not overlooking them, but I'm just saying, like, is, is that – am I supposed to see if they go 6-1 and one at the end of that stretch? Am I supposed to all of a sudden be like, oh, look out, Suns, winning the, you know, winning the Western Conference? Like, I'm not going to – I'm not making that leap. Nobody's going to be talking about winning the Western Conference. Stop you, you, I'll find but a tweet, Sean. But at that, I I'll, find, tweet. I'll find the idiot out there. But I think, uh, you know, at that point, you're 11. If you do go what what they say, you know, they project, 
You're eleven and three at that point in a seventy-two game season, so you're you're feeling pretty good about where you're at. But I, I, I'm I'm still not ready to anoint them. No, 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 I'm not. I don't think expectations are going to get out of control with the Suns because of the history that we've had recently. I, st- I can't even say recently. The fact that we the history. Let's just stop at the word history that we've had here with the Phoenix Suns. Like I don't think anybody's right. going to get the expectations out of control. I know I'm not at least. I, I I'm definitely not. But there are there are reasons to feel more optimistic and it's what i just laid out the chris paul factor on and off the floor guys that have been there and done that crowder and so forth uh a booker i look at him as a veteran presence now though he is like i said still fairly young mikel bridges has played a ton of basketball in his life and he seems to really be hitting his his stride there's just veteran and it's a much deeper roster and then of course the monty williams factor i, I have a lot in monty we trust i i feel like it's i i feel much more confident that 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 extreme collapse isn't coming the problem is out of all the good i just named which name wasn't a part of it oh you didn't say deandre Ayton's name. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> uh, still a little bit of a struggle there schubert still yeah. a little bit of a, a frustration factor in that department but uh no listen good start for the phoenix suns give me 20 games and then i'll really start to buy in and, you know the second time around when you when you see the clippers again you know, do they really put it to you, which they tried to do in this, this first matchup? When you see the Mavericks again, you know, now that they've had a look at this new look Phoenix Suns and you beat them the first time around, what does that second matchup look like? I need to see that before I truly buy into a team that's trying to fight their way out of the barrel, you know, bottom of the barrel. Sean? Hmm. The listeners may be thinking, oh, regular season's over. You know, that ends, the line is right, that ends Sean's spiral into you know, into disaster land. Oh, no, 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 no. The line is right playoff edition coming up next here on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. Can't wait. But, of course, we have to thank our great partners over at Earnhardt Auto Centers. Again, 19 Arizona Arizona locations, the 21 dealerships, the 17 brands. But it's really at NoBull.com, all of it. All of it is at NoBull.com. Over 10,000 vehicles to to browse, to look at. And, of course, you hear us talk about it all the time, the Noble Express option. Let them bring one of those vehicles straight to your home. Test drive the bad boy. Do your application online. Fill out the whole thing, the whole process. They're at NoBull.com. We tell you about the 19 Arizona locations, the 21 dealerships, the 17 brands. But, really, it's all. All of it is at NoBull.com. You can utilize the Noble Express option. The difference, the Earnhardt difference of Commitment to world-class service and prices that can't be beat. Nobolt.com is where you want to go. Earnhardt name, you know you can trust it. That commitment I talk about, Schubert, a 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Nobolt.com. That ain't no bull. Now let's get to it, Schubert. Well, I'm back in the, the AZ set. I'm back in Chandler. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working through setting up some stuff, getting the, you know, getting the office back to where it is. So I, the soundboard isn't up, you know, up there. Okay. So I have a makeshift soundboard here on the computer so if it mm-hmm. takes me a little bit to play this for you sean mm-hmm. i apologize right i apologize if, it, if it's a little bit of a delay was, there when i rude, play that but, that was rude but okay that a lot. Right. now now sean we, we've entered weird territory there are only six games this weekend and normally it's the best of seven now i don't foresee a scenario where we're going to need to get to the seventh game because the last two weeks we've just gone out in the first four but if we do sean i'm just going to prepare you now the seventh game will be a total you will have to tell me the total points of the game, the over-under spread. I'm just preparing you now. But if we get to that bridge, you're going to have to enter a territory you've never been before. Why okay? can't you? Why can't you give me the college national championship game as the seventh game? Because that's not fun. That's not what people are here for. Okay. People are here to watch you lose, <laughs> and that will help you lose. Okay. All right. Here we go. Game number one, Sean. Mm-hmm. Colts at the Bills. Colts at man, this Bills team has been a machine. Um, 
Colts at the Bills. Yeah, I think you're letting fans in. So I think there's like 6,700 Bills Colts, mafia. and I got to get within a point of either side, right? Get within a point of either side. This will be uh, – this is for my third lunch interrupt because I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting lunch up there. Let's go Colts. Yes. No. What am I thinking? Bills minus three and a half. Bills minus three and a half. Sean, that's – it's not going to get it done. I apologize. Uh, Bills minus six. It's Ooh. open at Bills minus seven. I like the Bills. Bills in that game, but I don't know about by a touchdown. All right. Oh for 1. Game number two. Where did that on one Saturday. open? Where did that one open? Do you have that number? I do. Bills minus seven. Wow. Oh, you just said that. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks for the important work. Okay, game number two here, Sean, and the afternoon's play. Rams at Seahawks. Rams at Seahawks. Rams at – oh, man. Uh, we don't know if Farragut's playing. Seahawks minus, Seahawks minus six. Seahawks minus, minus five and a half. Six. Minus five and a half. Seahawks minus five and a half. Seahawks minus five and a half. Sean, you should have flipped the two numbers that you just guessed because this is Seahawks minus three and a half. You had it. You just had them backwards. You had them backwards. Your original guess really, really? The Rams are – no, thank you. All right, they sorry. opened at Seahawks minus four and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, now oh, so I would have got it. Okay. Not the guy with the way the game works, Sean. All right, game number three, the last Saturday game, the primetime game, Bucks in primetime. Look out. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to take on the Washington football team. Bucks minus on the road. Mm-hmm. Chase Young said, I want Tom Brady. That's never good to poke, to poke the bear like that. Way to go, Chase. Uh, let's go. Bucks minus six and a half. Bucks minus. <laughs> what do you like? What? Oh man! What I do? Oh! I just like how you were gonna go six, and you're like, ah, I need the hook six <laughs> and, and a half. half, and I still Bucks, lost. Bucks minus eight. You were, you were, oh. you were not there regardless. God, I uh, suck at this game. All right, next one. All right. Let's get to so Sunday. This is game four. Mm-hmm. We're on to Sunday. You have to run the table now. If okay. Aaron Rodgers run the table. Mm-hmm. Ravens at the Titans. Ravens at the Titans. This didn't go well for the Ravens last year. And it was it at their house. And it, it was at their run. house. It was at their house. Now you got to go to King Henry's house. You do. MVP in your eyes. And I guess my guy. Let's go. Uh... Whew. Let's go Titans minus two. Titans minus two. Uh, if you were gonna, if you were gonna, if you were gonna make a second guess, right? If I said Sean, you get a do-over, you get to do it again. What are you going? They don't have the Ravens winning this football game, do they? Sean, if you had to do, if I said Sean, your first pick didn't count, you get to do a do-over. You get to pick again. What would you go with? <laughs> Shit, I don't know, man. Let's go. I'm so confused. This is let's go. Let's go, Titans. They got the Ravens winning, don't they? Let's go Ravens minus one. <laughs> Why you got to mess with me? If I said you got a third guess, if you got to go a third time. Titans minus three and a half. <laughs> no, if I said you get a fourth guess. What is it, uh, Schubert? I'm, I'm going I'm to stop the madness here. Uh, you are correct in your in your first inclination. The Ravens are favored in this football game. It is Ravens minus three and a half. Ravens that is hot garbage. I will take that all so day long. It doesn't long. matter. We don't need to play the final two, but for comic relief, I we will play the I hate this game. Two. I cannot wait. I love football. You know that, and I like almost want to cry when the season ends every year. I See, might be excited this year when this game goes away. But I think this is a really important moment for the for the listeners that listen to every episode of the show. This is proof that the only reason why Sean wins 
is because Jordan gives it to him. Because when Sean doesn't have any competition and he's just playing against himself, look at the last hey, three weeks, Sean. One, last three weeks, I think you've gotten like two right. Being within one point is difficult. It's like not I that told, hard. Next week, we're flipping this and, and your ass is playing. How about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Bears at Saints. Saints minus six. You just don't learn at all. You just don't learn at all. Saints minus ten and a half. Holy ten crap! And a half. That's How about that, thing. Mitch Trubisky? All right. <laughs> all right. Wow. Last game here, and you're, they're still taking bets on this game. They are, they are still taking bets on this game, and it's not off the board. The Browns have to steal. No head coach. Do you need that? You need to figure out, John. You no need play to figure caller. out what the Stefanski effect is. Nope. No head coach. No that is what you have to If do. I remember right, when uh, Nick Saban had the same situation, he was a three-point difference. Yeah, this logic is going to lead you to He's the- no Parker. Nick Saban. But they are losing not only their coach, their play caller, their Pro Bowl guard. Steelers should have been favored anyway. Let's go Steelers minus seven. Steelers minus seven. It's loading. I'm trying to get... He gets one. There you go. Steelers minus six. Love Steelers that. minus six. Uh, do you want to guess what it opened at? Do you want to try to guess this? Um, damn, I was off by a point. I barely got into that. Uh, let's go. So before the Stefanski news, Steelers minus four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Maybe it's a right, point you, and a half. You get credit because you're within a point, but you're still wrong. Um, it was Steelers minus three and a half. So the fans be worth about two and a half points. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not entirely fair because it moves because of the way the money works, but yeah. it is moved two and a half points since when it opened. All you got right. one, Sean. You got the last one. That, that, that's how you. <laughs> Guy goes one and five. All right, that, that'll do it for, yeah. for both the Line is Right and the Wednesday edition <laughs> of this program. It's it's just been a weird day. It's been, yeah, has it ever. Day. Yeah. Can I, can I get something off my chest real quick? Please. So anybody who's ever moved in with their significant other, I think, has gone through a similar situation because you're bringing your two lives together, all of your belongings together. Right. So Lindsay, Lindsay and I, we've lived together for a long time now. And I've had these couches that have been with me for a very long time. And uh, I love these couches. I got my ass imprint just perfect in every cushion. Right. It's perfect. Had these couches for a long time. Snuggle up on the couches at night watching TV in the loft. I love these couches. But she's been on, on me about moving on from these couches for a while. And I've said, no, I've put my foot down. These are my couches. They're in the loft. All the, you know, yeah. the nice stuff is downstairs for when people come over. This is upstairs in the loft where I do my football view and I got everything just right. But I got so tired of being, you know, asked about, can we get new couches? We should need to get new couches. We should get new couches for the loft. Finally, I said, fine. Listen, you buy the couches. You can get new couches. Kind of throwing it out there, thinking she wouldn't yep. call my bluff. Guess well, where I get, we're hanging up right now? Guess where I'm going right now? Hunter, are you going to a furniture store to pick up some new couches? Picking up some new damn couches right now. Is what where color are they? Uh, similar to the ones that are upstairs here. It's kind of like a like a bluish. I don't know. I got to figure it out. But the one you've seen the loft, it's set up perfectly. It's very comfortable there. So I'm a little worried. I don't know how to feel about this. I'm parting with, you know, my couches who have been with me through thick and thin. Many a Raiders loss where I've sat on those couches and I've I have you know rued my sorrows and I it's just it's just going to be two things here. Yeah, two things here. 
Maybe this maybe this will bring your team good luck now, now that you're changing out some of the juju. Maybe. Secondly, I know the way your house is laid out because I've been over there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I really hope that Lindsay was in earshot of you just saying all of this and that you <laughs> get when we're done with the show. She's at work. You think I'm stupid, oh, Schubert? See, I okay, said, Schubert, I said we've been together for a long time. You think I don't know how the game is played? She's at work right now, and I know she doesn't watch this show. She'll click on it. She'll be supportive, but she's not making it not make, 44 not making, minutes. Yeah, she doesn't make it to the line is right on Wednesdays. Let's just call it like it is. So, yeah. So I can complain uh, about my couches. I'm losing my couches tonight. I feel like a part of me is leaving. I don't know even, I don't know what to do. I don't know how I feel you about can follow, it. You can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. Follow Sean Crespin, who will probably should post a picture of said couches on the social media. <laughs> I feed, will. Crespin02. You can follow Jordan Simone, who again, Chris Huber guarantee will be back on the Friday program at Jordan Simone 38. Uh, I think that's it. I think I got to say, oh, yeah, wherever you get your podcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, rate, subscribe, share the podcast with your friends. This is a new venture. We're growing. We want to grow. We want you to grow along with us here. So share this with your friends. Build this nice family out here in 2021. That is going to do it for us here on this Wednesday edition. We will talk to you guys on Friday.